Good morning, everybody. Oh, that's nice and loud. Could I ask everybody to take a seat, please? So we're just about to commence. Thank you. Thank you. A very warm welcome to you this morning. Really pleased to see everybody here this morning. Pleased that you can join us this morning so we can praise God, worship God together, hear from God speaking to us together through the service. If this is the first time that you have been with us at Harvest Church, um, if we can help in any way, then please do talk to somebody at the end of the service. Um, do make sure you've picked up a welcome pack even if you're not sure whether you're joining us or not, but you want to find out more about us, the Welcome Pack will give you lots of good information and help you to take that on further. If you have children with us today, then please make sure that you have registered them in the cafe area. And if you have a contribution to make this morning, please do come forward to the front. I'll have a microphone here that you'll be able to use. Have a chat with me first, and then we can make sure that things flow. Can I also just say something about COVID this morning? Because I think you've probably noticed on the news, particularly the last couple of days, how quickly this latest outbreak seems to be spreading. There is no uh, law at the moment that says you have to do this or you have to do that. It's all advice from the government, so we don't have to do anything in terms of saying we will do this, we will do that. But I would encourage you to think about people in the church who are vulnerable, who maybe need a bit more protection. Um, if you do wish to wear a face mask for the service, you're very welcome to do so. Please make sure as we come in, obviously too late now, but in future mornings, that we're just using the hand gel. Because that just helps to try and make sure that everybody is safe. And that's the important thing, is thinking about each other, isn't it, as a body? Okay. So I'm just going to read three verses from Psalm 145, just to help us just to focus on praising God. Because that's what we're here for this morning, isn't it? To put God first, to praise God. Uh, and to be filled with his spirit. So Psalm 145 in the NIV says, I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. That is the God that we know personally, one-to-one, isn't it? Fantastic that we can know God like that, and we want to praise him, and we want to worship him. And I'm going to pass over now to Jason and the band so we can praise and worship God together. Thank you, Rob. If you're willing and able, please stand.
because you are good and I dance because you are good and I shout because you are good you are good to me to me and I sing because you are good and I dance because you are good and I shout because you are good you are good to me to me and I sing because you are good and I dance because you are good and I shout because you are good, you are good to me, to me, to me. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Lord, yes. we worship you and praise you this morning. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name. I encourage you this morning, if you've got anything to, to share, any encouragements, please, please do bring them. There is something good about us all joining in together. We're not here by ourselves. We're all together in this. And some people need to hear the encouragements that you have this morning. So please don't let maybe your nerves or anything let you hold you back. But let God really stir you this morning to encourage others. Come set your rule and reign in our hearts again. Increase in us, we pray, unveil why we're made. Come set our hearts ablaze with hope, like wildfire in our very souls. Holy Spirit, come invade us now. We Your kingdom first, we hunger and we thirst, refuse to waste our lives, for you're our joy and prize, to see the captive hearts release, the hurt, the sick, the poor at peace, we lay down our lives for heaven's cause, we are your church. We pray revive this earth. Your kingdom here, let the darkness fear. Show your mighty hand, heal our streets and land. Set your church on fire with this nation back. Change the atmosphere, build your kingdom here, we pray. Unleash your kingdom's power, reaching the near and far. No force of hell can stop your beauty changing hearts. You made us so much more than this. Awake the kingdom seed in us. Fill us with the strength and love of Christ. We are your church. We have a hope on us. Build your Lord, that's our hope, Lord, this morning. Build your kingdom here in us, Lord Jesus. We want more of you, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord, let your word spread, Lord, beyond this church, Lord. Come this morning, Lord, and spread 
your word, Lord, beyond this church into our town. Lord, we long for more of you, Lord Jesus. We pray, revive this earth, Lord Jesus. Stir us this morning. Why don't you lift your voice where you are? Let's pray for revival this morning. Let's pray for God's kingdom to come in our situation, in our town, in our neighborhoods. Let's pray that this morning. Let's lift our voices where you are. Yeah, Lord Jesus. the power to raise the dead who can save us from our sin he is our hope our righteousness Jesus only Jesus who, who can make the blind to see who holds the keys that set us free he paid it all to bring us peace jesus only jesus
children and young people would like to go out through the doors. Yeah, Lord, I want to pray. Would you bless our young people this morning? Thank you for them and thank you that they are a good part of our church, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that we cherish them and we pray, Lord, would you bless them this morning? Bless them, Lord, help them to encounter you this morning, we pray. song we could ever sing worthy of all the praise we could ever bring worthy of every breath we could ever breathe we live for you Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever save. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. song we could ever sing worthy of all the praise we could ever bring worthy of every breath we could ever breathe we live for you Jesus the name above every other name Jesus the only one who could ever say worthy of every breath we could ever breathe we live for you oh we live for you and
Let's press in this morning. Our God is here. He is worthy of our praise. Whatever situation you are in this morning, we pray, Lord, would you come have your way in us this morning. Come bless us this morning. Bless us, Lord, as we press into you. As we press into you, Lord, come make us strong. Lord, we are weak this morning, and we are in need of you. Where you are, if you're comfortable, why don't you reach out your arms. Reach out your arms, ready to receive more of God. Holy Spirit, I ask, would you come? Fill this place this morning. Fill this place. We need more of you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we are longing for more of you. We need you, Lord. When we struggle, Lord, when we go through trials, Lord, help us to say, Lord, that you are good. Help us to say that you are worthy. Let us not doubt. Let us have faith for our situation. I feel this morning there might be someone who's praying for someone who's sick or family member or friend. God wants to say this morning, I've got this. I've got this. You might be holding it on your shoulders this morning, but God wants to say, I've got this. Give it to me where it belongs. What else are you holding onto your shoulders? What else are you holding on this morning that you should be giving to God? Is it money? Relationships? Your time? Let God move in you this morning. What is he what is he saying? What is he saying? I feel this morning there's someone here with a pain in their heart. Could be bereavement. There's a pain in your heart this morning. God wants to pour his love into you this morning. He loves you so much. Let him fill your heart this morning with his love. know if you're feeling at rock bottom this morning, maybe you're on top of the world, but when I was at rock bottom and things were really hard, God used this psalm. It's, we don't have to pretend that everything's okay. Psalm 13. Maybe you feel like this. 
How long, Lord? Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? That's how the psalm starts. And this is how it finishes. But I will trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. And in my darkest hour, when I was really struggling, I found myself singing in the car on the way to the hospital. That's what God does. He doesn't expect us to say everything's bright when it isn't. But he is able with his unfailing love to support us. Love is higher. 
Thank you, Jason and the band. Really appreciate that this morning. I think God has really been speaking to us. And uh, it's important that we just uh, allow time for that to sink in. As we do so, um, I'm going to ask Tom Evans to come up to share his testimony with us. A lot of you, probably most of you, know Tom quite well and uh, know how much work he's done in terms of youth work with he and his family involved with youth work, but also all the work he does in the, in the office and keeping us all on our toes and making sure everything's done properly. So I'll ask Tom to come up and just share with us now. Good morning. Um, so yeah, as um, Rob alluded to, um, Ronnie Ophir and I run the Old Youth um, here in Harvest. Um, things have been reasonably difficult over the past two years uh, with having meetings on Zoom and trying to get people to gather together. Um, it's not been easy. So when Fiona and I were kind of um, looking at coming out of lockdown and being able to do things, we had a, a serious discussion with a few of the youth about what um, we could do. We were doing one um, uh, meeting a week, which we were alternating between spiritual content and... Um, oh, sorry, my whistling a little bit. Um, spiritual content and uh, the kind of youthy one on a Tuesday. Um, so our worries with that um, quite obviously, were how would we fit that into our week? We have, well, we've got seven evenings a week, which I think most people do, and taking another one, um, as well as church activities, um, isn't always easy. Um, would it mean that the youth would only come to the social and wouldn't come to the spiritual discussions? Um, will we have time as a family? Lots of different questions came to our minds. Um, but God's good, and what we found is that consistently we've had a good number of youth um, at both groups, um, we're able to prioritise time as a family, which is amazing, um, planning and being intentional in what we're doing and when. Um, God's also given us um, a life group, um, which we've joined, and that's something which previously, doing youth work, we didn't think we'd have time for either, but it's really nice, and it's um, yeah, something which we really love doing. Um, looking forward to the summer, we're um, pleased to say we, that we're going camping with our youth to New Day, and we've got over 48 youth um, between three churches coming, but the vast majority of those are linked with Harvest and their friends, which is awesome. Um, we'd ask that you continue to pray for the youth because we'd really love for them to be radically changed um, through New Day and um, for their lives meeting God. Um, just want to finish by saying, actually, we've always believed that you can't outgive God. Um, that doesn't just apply to things like finances, but it's also your time as well. Um, he's good and does prompt us in things that we can do. Uh, we just have to listen to him. Thanks. Thank you, Tom. That's great. Okay. Now we're going to just uh, turn to God's word. 
And this morning, Christine is going to share with us. And I think Roger's going to be helping out a little bit as well. Is that right? <laughs> so I'll pass over to Christine now. Thank you, Christine. I'm on now. Excellent. So we're continuing our series on balance, and the title I've been given is Godliness, Living Well. So I don't know about you, but I wondered what godliness actually meant. I don't know. What do, do you have ideas? Do you have views? Or is it just one of those words that is um, just all out there, and you're not really quite sure what's meant by it? If someone says living a godly life, do you have a a clear idea what that is? Does anyone have an idea what it means? I'm willing to share this morning. Sorry? Loving other people. Okay, thank you. Any, anyone else? Pleasing God? Reflecting Christ? These are quite good ideas. I had to look it up in a dictionary. Um, and the first one I came to um, was the practice of conforming to the laws and wishes of God, devoutness and moral uprightness. And another one, uh, a godly life means living a life focused on heavenly things as opposed to temporal things, temporal things of this life, uh, heavenly things, eternal things. Does it, do you think it sounds a bit boring? It does a bit to me. It doesn't make you think, I want to be a godly person. <laughs> Don't tell Andrew I said that. <laughs> it sounds like following a set of rules. Now, you may have been wondering what all this stuff is here. This, Thomas isn't here, is he today? No. This is um, PTS, Personal Track Safety. And... Uh, when Roger became a train driver, the first thing he had to do was to learn all this. And what could you do at the end of that, Roger? Oh, I could walk, yeah, I could walk along the track, cross the track. So these rules, um, personal track safety, were designed to keep Roger safe. But then... There's um, a few more. <laughs> and um, Roger had to learn all of these off by heart. How long did it take you? Uh, six weeks. Six weeks. Six weeks, morning, noon and night? Uh, certainly. It's certainly every evening. <laughs> and I have to say that I probably know some of it as well because I had to test him. <laughs> Let's try them out. What would you do if you see something on the track that shouldn't be there? If it's not in front of the train and you phone the signal and report it, what's happening and, and where it's happening. Thank you. So they're rules and they're also sort of safety rules designed to keep the train safe, the driver safe, the passenger safe. Um, rules to keep us safe. I've got some rules that will keep you safe. Avoid riding in cars because they are responsible for 20% of all accidents. Second rule, don't stay home, because 17% of all accidents occur in the home. The third one, avoid walking on streets, because 14% of all accidents occur to pedestrians. The fourth one, avoid traveling by air, rail, or water, um, because 16% of all accidents involve those forms of transport. And of the remaining 33% of accidents um, and deaths, 32% of all deaths occur in hospitals. So avoid hospitals. You'll be pleased to learn that only 0.001% of all deaths occur in worship services in church. <laughs> so here's a good place to be. And actually those are usually re um, related to prior physical conditions. So, logic tells us this is the safest place for us to be. 
This is sort of God's rules, God's safety rules, the Bible. It's so thick because it's got large print. Um, and there are loads of things in there that which we need to take notice of. And I'm just wondering if any of you can remember the Ten Commandments. I've got a list here. Let's see how many we can remember. Just shout them out. I'm afraid that's not one of the Ten Commandments, no. <laughs> that's a New Testament one. We'll come to that later. So let's have... Sorry? Do not steal. Thank you, Fiona. No, don't kill. I will. Don't murder, actually. But virtually the same. Very good. Don't take the Lord's name in vain. Do not covet. Uh, that's somewhere here. On your father and mother, yes? Yep, that's the first one. Do not bear false witness. Very good. Don't commit adultery. Two left. <laughs> that one's a 21st century one, isn't it? <laughs> Two more. Let's see. Uh, what Keep the Sabbath holy. Very good, Fiona. And the other one that we didn't get was um, not making idols. So you didn't do bad on that. So do you think godliness is... Just following all those rules? Maybe it is, but they are rules designed for us. God created us, so the rules that we have in his word are rules designed not to um, restrict us, but to set us free, to help us to live well. Um, and Proverbs tells us that following God's rules means we can look forward to a reward. I don't know what sort of reward, it doesn't say that. Um, and when uh, Paul writes to Timothy, he says, true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. Uh, and in the uh, NIV, godliness with contentment is great gain. Being godly is a good thing to be. Living a godly life is a good thing. It means that we are living well. It's not just following a set of rules, although there are rules that are part of it. But we do, if we want to live godly lives, we do need to know God's rules in order to do that, in order to please him. So the first part, I think, of living a godly life is to know God's rules. And how can we do that? Read the rule book. Learn what it says. Spend time meditating on God's word. Spend time with the author of the book. It takes time to learn the rules. I'm not sure whether it will be longer than six weeks to learn the whole of that. Probably. Probably a lifetime. But it's not, just, it's not enough just to know the rules. We need to apply God's rules. Most of us can spot hypocrisy quite easily. We've had a lot of that in government recently, haven't we? And... We, we hate it when people talk about the rules but then don't apply them in their own lives. So that's, this is really important. And Paul wrote to Timothy to encourage him to pursue godliness. He said, But you, man of God, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. So that's something we need to do as well. Pursue godliness. That's a very strong word, isn't it? To chase after it, to seek it, to try and find it, to try and obtain it. If I said, there's a robber and I want you to pursue him, some of you would say, oh, no chance. But others would really get all into it and, and really throw yourself into it and try really hard. And that's the sort of uh, picture that Paul gives to Timothy. Earlier in 1 Timothy, he likened it to physical training. He says physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. So that's really good news for someone like me who doesn't like physical training, it has to be said, because physical training only benefits us in this life, in this, until we die. But 
the training for godliness lasts forever, lasts for eternity. So the effort we put into that is really worthwhile. I want to come back uh, later to how we might uh, pursue godliness. But the, the next thing that I think we need to do is to internalize God's rules. Parents of a young child teach that child all sorts of things, many of them to do with keeping the child safe. Don't poke your fingers in the socket. Look before you cross the road. Don't run around in the car park. Uh, and as the child matures, things change. When the child is 13 or 14, you don't say to that child anymore, look before you cross the road. You expect that they have internalized that rule, that they will naturally look before they cross the road. And what we're expecting to see them then, and what we're wanting to teach them then, are values. Respect for others, telling the truth, working hard. Or depending on the family that the children live in, it might be the opposite. But hopefully we're wanting to teach our children those sort of values. And we hope that they will become a part of them. So we hope that when our children leave home, they will take those values with them because they have become a part of them. And it's the same with God. We are his children. And when we're babies, the rules are simple. We, we have the Ten Commandments. Uh, don't kill anyone. Um, but then it gets more complicated. Don't be angry. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. That's a bit more complicated than don't murder someone, isn't it? But God expects that as we mature, we will internalize his rules, his laws, his word, so that it will become part of us. And in Jeremiah, God made this promise. I will put my instructions deep within them, and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. God wants to help us in this. He wants us to naturally work out what it says in here. He wants to put that in our hearts. Going to, we're going to look at a, a short clip from a video called The Karate Kid. And in this video, uh, the teenager Daniel is new in town. And he's being picked on by the local bullies. And they're all good at karate. So Daniel tries to teach himself karate. He then discovers that the caretaker at his apartment block, Mr. Miyagi, seems to be a grandmaster in karate. And Mr. Miyagi agrees to teach Daniel karate as long as Daniel follows every instruction. And after weeks of performing seamless Seemingly meaningless tasks, Daniel gets angry. And then Mr. Miyagi shows Daniel he's been learning karate all along. So if you could have the lights down at the front, please, Chris. Thank you. Makes a sacred pact. I promise teach karate. That's my part. You promise learn. I say... You do, no question, that you part. Deal? Deal. Yes. First wash all the car, then wax. Wax. Well, what do I have to wash all the car? Remember, deal, no question. Yeah, but right. I... Right. Wax on, right hand. Wax off. Left hand, wax on, wax off. Breathe in through nose, out the mouth. Wax on, wax off. Don't forget to breathe, very important. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. 
plenty. I learned plenty. I learned how to sand your decks, maybe. I wash your car, paint your house, paint your fence. I learned plenty, right? Uh, not everything is a sin. Oh, I'm going home, man. Daniel-san. Daniel-san. What? Come here. Show me sand floor. Sand floor. Stand up. Show me sand floor. Sand floor. Sand floor. Big sucker. Sand floor. Sand floor. Now show me wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Hey, wax on. Wax off. Concentrate. Look at my eye. Lock a hand. Thumb inside. Wax on. Hat. Wax off. Hat. Wax on. Hat. Wax off. Hat. Wax on. Wax off. Show me paint the fence. Up, down. Up. Down, up, down, other side. Look, I always look, I show me paint the house side, side. Lock wrist, side, side, side. Show me wax on, wax off. Yet, 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 yet. Show me paint the fence. Hat! Face! That! That! Show me side to side. Yes! That! 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 Show me sand of floor. Hat! Face! 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 The repetition of all those movements had made them part of Daniel's muscle memory, and he knew how to do them without even thinking. And it's that sort of thing that God wants us to know. He wants us to read his words, to learn what it says there, and then we can love others. I can't remember who said that. Then we can honor God. Then we can do those things. There's a picture there of someone called Ignatius of Loyola. Uh, some of you will have heard of him, others won't. He was a Spanish Catholic priest and theologian who lived in the 16th century. He founded the Order of Jesuits. He was a soldier before that, and he uh, really wanted to train his recruits. He paid particular attention to their spiritual formation. And his method, the method that he used, has um, gone down and has become known as Ignatian spirituality. And his approach to making decisions suggested that we're to choose things which will bring us closer to Christ and to enable us to fulfill his calling in our lives. Things that will bring us closer to Christ. That should be our choices. And we know what they will be from reading God's word. We should imagine we're advising another person with the same choice to make. And to make our choice following our recommendation. So I, I find that really helpful when I'm in a quandary. What would I say to someone else in this situation? Someone who wants to honor God. And then the third thing I want to mention, to consider, if we were about to die, would we be happy with the choice that we're making? There's a whole lot more to Ignatian spirituality, but Ignatius felt that making decisions in this way enabled the Jesuits 
to pursue godliness. And for us too, every time we make a good, godly choice, we are allowing God's ways to live more strongly within us. And every time we choose God's way, his laws are planted more securely within us. And they become more and more a part of our natural way of behaving. Last week, Rob talked about the one another's in the Bible. And God regards how we treat one another as very important. And when an expert in religious law tried to trap Jesus uh, by asking the question, which is the most important commandment, this is how Jesus replied. And this is uh, what Elaine said earlier. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, which is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is equally important, love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commands. All the rules are summed up in those two. This is true godliness. This is the way to live well. Um, I want to leave a bit out now because um, we're running out of time. So I'm just going to go quick, very quickly through the um, PowerPoint. And it will come in your life group notes. But Jesus told a story. And in the story, he said, anyone who listens to my teaching and believes and, and follows it is wise like a person who builds a house on solid rock. And though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. I will build my life on the foundation of God's love. Then he went on to say, anyone who hears my teaching and ignores it is foolish. If I can muddle that. No, this is the foolish man. Been to Ikea. Wants to do it easy, do it quick. He's going to build a house on the sand. And when the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. That's the story that Jesus told so let's be wise. Let's build our lives on the foundation of God's word and his love. And then this is God's promise to us. I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. As we pursue godliness, the Holy Spirit will work within us to change the way that we think so that godliness will not be following a set of rules. It will become our natural way of living. And that way will bring peace and joy to our lives, a peace that will pass all understanding. So today, will you commit yourself to pursuing godliness, to living the way that God designed you to live? Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the wisdom that's contained in it, for the examples of people through the ages, for the example of Jesus, your son. We thank you that you have set out a way of living which is good. And we thank you that your Holy Spirit helps us to make wise choices and enables us to try to live that way. Help us to pursue godliness. Help us to love you with all our heart and soul and mind and strength. Help us to love our neighbor as ourselves. May we honor you with our lives. Amen.
know. Yes. Thank you very much, Christine. There's a lot of things there that God, I think, was speaking to us about. I think probably there's a lot of us that actually felt something that we need to respond to. So let's just close our eyes for a minute. Just see the Lord individually. Just, just ask him, particularly something that's relevant for you, that's really relevant for you, that really spoke to you through what Christine was saying. Just allow God just to speak to you more about that now, privately, to you. So you can think about any changes that God wants you to make in your life, in your lifestyle, in your life, in family life, what you do, what's important, what we desire to be in terms of being godly. Just let God speak to you now, heart to heart. be things that God wants you to stop doing. There may be things that God wants you to do more of. Just hear what God is saying to you. Christine would, would uh, follow this as well. It's not about trying harder. It's about letting God have control. And that's the important thing. Because too often, don't we, we, we hear something, oh, God, I'd work harder at that. It's, it's not about that. It's about our relationship with God and just hearing what he has to say. So I've left my little bit of paper down here. Because I don't want to forget any other messages for this morning. If you are new to Harvest Church, please do make sure that you pick up a pack, a welcome pack. You'll find people as you go out in the doors with welcome shirts or sweatshirts on and just ask them for a welcome pack if you haven't already got one. There was due to be a commission global online watch party tonight, but unfortunately it had to be cancelled due to technical issues at commission. They haven't been able to get that fixed up. I think that will probably be on another day instead, but for tonight it is cancelled. Uh, we have a, an hour of prayer on Tuesday, starting 8 o'clock here in Harvest Church. Please make sure that you've seen the update from Karen that comes out from the office each week just to check other things, other details of things that are going on. Um, she spends a lot of time trying to make sure that goes out and everything's correct. So it's important that we also respond to it and read it properly. And parents, please collect your children. Uh, where are we now? In about eight minutes, okay, by 11.45, as I know people will be pleased to hand them back to you. Okay, thank you for meeting with us today. I hope you've enjoyed meeting with God and just hearing what he has to say. And uh, let's continue just to think about that theme of godliness and purity so that we can actually be following God closely. Amen.